Welcome to the Metalist, where we discuss our top five personal favorites. Yeah. Is that what you want to call it? We can all things metal, all things distorted guitars. If you dig it, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Don't forget, rate and review, like and subscribe, give us a follow, maybe give us a share. Now, you know what time it is? What time is it? I'm ready for some fucking God Hammered. The And now your hosts, David Delo Lopez and Jason Smith. This is the Metalist. Welcome and thanks again for joining us. Whenever you're joining us, wherever you're joining us, it's the Metalist Podcast. I'm Dave. I'm Jason. And we're still quarantined, sort of. I think. I don't know anymore, man. I mean, it's not really quarantine, but yeah, yeah, quarantine <laughs> with or lock. It's technically not quarantine or lockdown. So yeah, who I knows don't know what you call it? Yeah. Weirdness. Weirdness. So uh, we decided we were going to jump right back into the drummer thing after the previous discussion, however long ago that even was now. And we're going to jump right into the extreme drummer thing. <clears throat> oh, yes. Now, um, I thought I was going to have a real easy time with this. And, and to be fair, I did. I knew my top four right away. It was that fifth spot that I'm just like, shit, dude. Even right before I jumped on with you just now, I'm still thinking to myself, there's got to be somebody I'm forgetting, dude, right? Because there's tons of great guys. (laughs) When I'm talking about my top five, dude, I thought it'd be a, I I thought that fifth spot would be a lot more solid than that. Are are you having the same difficulties? I don't know. My only problem is like, I mean, fuck, I wrote down like so many fucking drummers just right off the top of my head. My real issue with this one was there's, I mean, there's so many for one. Yeah. And for two, because of the type of music and because of the style of drumming, it's it's a very specific style of drumming. So right. it's hard to articulate why. Yeah, no, I, I feel that completely. You know, man. there's a big difference between, I don't know, like a pocket drummer and kind of a more flashy, jazzy drummer yeah. that's in like rock stuff or even like our last episode, regular metal, like even thrash, like there's a big difference between a lot of those guys where some of these guys, and it's not to take anything away from it's not the fault of the drummer or the musicianship. It's, it's a very specific thing that you're doing. Right. You know, uh, for one, for two, the other part is it's very, I don't know what to call it. It's very difficult to understand that a guy is doing this one little technical thing different. Um, God, I mean, it's, it's, it's more like, uh, I mean, chances are you probably have to be a musician to understand it. Yeah, no, for sure. Especially, and, he, and even then it might be hard. 
Yeah, especially when it comes to this particular instrument, dude, and how key it is to the whole fucking puzzle. I um, Kyle from Counterparts has been streaming for a while, and up to this point, it's just been him playing games. Uh, there's earlier this morning he did a thing where, uh, and he's on Canada time, so I'm talking like way early this morning. He um, he did a thing where he's he's setting up this new drum pack thing that anybody can access from he said everything except logic for the time being and you could go in and dissect like all the counterpart stuff from i think the last album and put in your own drums and do all this crazy stuff and he took the drums out just to show everybody the stems of the guitars and the bass there was no there wasn't even vocals in there and it made such a difference dude and counterparts isn't even like the most technical band in the world you know what i mean so imagine that on a grander scale with some of these other bands I um I you ever watch Ola England's YouTube channel? I haven't. So I mean he does a million different things. He's in a band with um Kevin Talley. And when I say band, you know, it's a recording thing because they're in Sweden and he's in Texas or wherever. Uh and so he showed what he does is he takes um he's got whatever program. Again, a prime example of how gnarly technology's gotten in just the past few years. He takes all the hits, you know, natural drum tracks that Kevin Talley does, and he puts some software in, and it just totally digitizes and puts in, you know, the hits all by themselves using MIDI and all that, right? And he's, like, not even hitting that hard, possibly for the sake of clarity or whatever, and it just transposes them into whatever preferred thing you have. Like, extreme drumming in particular has become such a different thing than it was, you know, Hey, are you talking about like sound replacement? Yeah, exactly. Right. So crazy. No matter what your fucking snare sound sounds like, as long as you're getting a proper hit on it. Actually, does it even matter for that? I don't know. I mean, I don't that... want to get too much into fucking tech shit, but yeah, I don't even think it matters for that. I mean, basically, it's like mapping out the pattern, and then you just go through and replace with whatever fucking sound you want, and you can change the velocities, aka loudness. Yeah, that's why a lot of drums nowadays versus in the old days sound perfect. Yeah, exactly. You know, every snare hit is is a perfect snare hit. There's no like, you know, like with these little like volume wise, it's always the same volume. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like where back in the days, you know, that, that wasn't necessarily the case. Yeah, it's you know, it's a completely different ball game. It's, it's yeah, it's, and that's also not just extreme metal. I mean, that's uh, it's pop. That's everything. It's a good it's, portion. It's a good portion of all metal. Yeah, you know, and I mean, just real quickly, I know a lot of people like to complain that for years, um, at least extreme drumming, um, especially death metal, technical death metal stuff like that. People say like, oh, it sounds like drum machine. Well, you know what? The cars had a drummer too and half their shit sounds like drum machine. Yeah, for sure. Um, there, was, there was all kinds of stuff throughout the 80s, you know, 90s, 2000s, tons of stuff that really, if you're just, if you didn't know any better, you would just think it was a drum machine and it's an actual drummer playing. Yeah. It's, a, you know, so... I mean, take now, with man. that what you will. I don't know. But, I mean, wh when was the first time? Okay, so you're looking at your list or your honorables, all of them. 
when yeah. was the first time you heard any of these any anything like this what you would consider extreme drumming well i guess like a lot of people my age would be the mortal Kombat soundtrack because it had napalm death and fear factory on there um and that will come up again later for certain um trying to think beyond that you know because it's not like just like well maybe at a, it, it differs from person to person i'm sure but you don't just get inundated in my case at least with everything at once you hear one thing and then you notice another and another and, and then it just keeps going from there you know i i don't remember the first time i heard a lot of these guys specifically just except for the ones i mentioned uh i didn't even understand blast beats like i know i like them but I couldn't pick apart what they were until much later in life. You know what I mean? You know what's weird, dude? It's like back in the day, we always called, you know, like, I'm not saying like everybody, but, you know, me and the people I hung out with, a blast beat was like the ticka, 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 that fucking thrash but it's not the it's the other beat that they do yeah yeah that is what we considered blast beats back then so when i heard the on the fucking snare like that machine gun fucking snare instead of the machine gun kick drums yeah yeah when i heard that like i always kind of knew that as like hyper blast you know a hyper blast come to find out some kids from a totally different area at the same time we're calling those suffo blasts because of mike smith yeah and then i watched fucking slave to the grind and found out there's a similar beat it's a little bit different but that was called a cheat beat and that's what most people use in grindcore yeah yeah there's there's some so many different variations on it you got gravity blasting and all the different things that come with that. You got the, I don't remember what it's called, but you got the shit where you're, you're just out riding the rim and you're just going up and down constantly, which is similar to the uh, heel-toe method, I guess, if you're, you know, from a, oh, a man, kick perspective. Yeah, kicks, there's a swivel. Yeah, yeah, there's a million ways to do that. Swivel too. methods. It's, it's just stuff so your legs don't get tired. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean. Like, I admire the shit out of drummers because I can, like, play power chords on a guitar i can do all right at bass i do vocals i don't drums is the one thing i never could get like a firm grasp on and when i was a kid you're just like oh dude you don't have to play chords or understand melodies or anything drums are pretty straightforward <laughs> and then when you really start to understand shit just like oh no that arguably at times could be the most difficult one depending on what you're trying to do you know dude i think it's the most difficult one because it's so open yeah, exactly, right? You know, it's like when you play dun, 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 like the melody's there. You ain't fucking with it. Yeah. You start changing one, you change one little hit, you change one little string, it changes the entire fucking melody. But when you play dun, 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 dun you can play literally fucking hundreds of beats to that. Yeah. Exactly. It really just comes down to what exactly as a drummer or you know i mean if you're working with a band you know it's it really just comes out okay well what kind of feel are we going for right and that could be fucking anything yeah i tell you that my, my favorite guys to watch these days on streaming if there's a music thing is the drummers 
because singing you could do a million things you know and it all makes sense it depends on the person's range or whatever but drummers they're like hit me with songs i've never heard before and i'll and i'll figure it out on the spot or i'll put my own spin on it i talked about jay from tesseract does that a lot the other big one that just started is uh blake from between the buried and me dude and you just think about what he does on a between the buried and me record and just like uh, cool thing about doing that with drums is it doesn't take you very long to listen to a song to figure out the tempos. Right, yeah. If you have the tempos, you could pretty much do anything. I mean, watch an honorable mention of mine, Samus Policelli. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, 666 Samus, dude. Like, yep. that guy, he'll fucking do blast beats over top of, like, Nirvana songs. Yeah. And it's like, well, of course. How does that work? Of course, because there's a specific tempo to every song. And like we said before, that's pretty much open to any kind of beat you want to play. So now you watch a guy like him and it's like, oh, shit, like I could watch. I, I mean, it's, it's it's crazy how you could take a fucking regular song like that, throw a fucking blast beat on it, and it just turns it into, I mean, vocals aside, it, it's it's almost a fucking death metal song. It's very, It's definitely more extreme. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, so that's the trip you know, with uh, Blake, dude. Is he'll that's his thing now is he'll just throw a blast he'll just start blasting at the end of whatever song it is dude whether it's a Linus more set or a seal yeah, or whatever dude, that's what I'm talking about yeah it's yeah. you can you can you know I, I think probably more so than any other instrument in a band you can manipulate everything with the drums absolutely I, I mean you can manipulate the sound of a or the feel of a song or the sound of a song or the type of song more so with drums than any other instrument. Yeah. No, you know, because like I said, if you just start fucking, well, you know what? I'm just going to ditch this note, play this fucking note. Well, that's a totally different song. Yeah, exactly. You know? It's 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 wild what a key thing that plays into. And I've been trying to write my own drums somewhat recently. And, um, and it's only recently that I've even realized more how important it is. One little difference makes the biggest difference in the world as far as you know pit placement and all that it's it's fucking wild dude and i'm only beginning to, you know just like i'm also learning about mixing a little more like little differences make big differences in the end it's wild man so shout out to drummers you guys are a very crucial and unsung part of the band sometimes i think you know oh dude and and especially like extreme drummers the amount of technique that goes into what they're doing and the amount of speed that goes into that and the amount of in some cases technicality that goes into some of these guys it's pretty incredible the only thing i can think of that's probably just as hard excuse me one thing i think is just as hard is actually playing ultra slow yeah for sure right especially it's, if it's a timing thing you're doing it all by feel. <laughs> drums is a really difficult thing to do slow yeah for sure you know, so i definitely give the slow guys i mean and I'm, I'm talking really fucking slow yeah but i mean i give those guys props too <laughs> and it's i mean I, I think for, as far as talent wise goes i mean the dudes in these technical death metal bands and, and the death metal bands and stuff like that i mean fuck you just can't fucking touch it oh no dude it's they're second to none is it is it safe to assume everybody on your list is going to be deathly for lack of better term because i'm pretty sure that's the case see, yes me. everybody in my 
list proper is an actual is from a death metal well hold or on. even death related i have one guy that's not in a death metal band okay intriguing now in my honorable mentions i got a couple of different guys that are from a couple of different types of bands but but in my um it's actually my number five is not technically a death metal guy okay i could dig it on that note you want to jump right into it yeah i'm down cool uh well now i'm curious let's have you get started first off i'm going to give two shout outs right here small body work for one guy large body work for the other guy but a lot of it's not metal but r.i.p.d to Vitek from decapitated yeah for sure that guy was a fucking maniac and he was so fucking young yeah it's a shame i think when winds of whatever their yeah. first you yeah. know or wings of something i uh, yeah it is, he was yeah. only like 16 i think yeah that was the I big selling right. point when they first started out. i was like look how young these guys are oh yeah just listen to spheres of madness and i mean fuck dude listen to that drum pattern is sick as fuck i mean yeah. yeah there's a lot of guys that can play that now but i mean back then it was like whoa dude like it's really cool mixed very well so you could hear what he was doing um it's very awesome and then the other guy obviously fuck sean reiner yep he i mean he did so much jazz stuff so much stuff outside of metal mm-hmm so much instrumental stuff like it was just in fucking and i mean it's not like he's the ultimate fucking guy but i mean i'm just saying like oh you know he's done so much stuff it wasn't a ton of stuff but he did a lot of stuff outside of metal you know and you know i definitely wanted to give him a shout out also you know what man another fucking guy I was gonna shout out from the other episode that i just thought of just now dude virgil donati you ever heard of that guy i see his name pop up a lot <laughs> he has his and you know what it's come up on those drummers streams a few times and i i Dude. don't actually remember what band he's attached to i don't i've never known him to be attached to a band i i know he's played in a few different bands probably nothing big but the big thing he's known for was he was uh he was kind of like one of those g3 guys okay you know yeah, like he yeah. was he if you get uh steve Vai live at the astoria and it's steve Vai fucking like billy sheen on bass he's got his dude fucking his main guy that he always plays with it's like todd weiner or something like that and then he's got fucking virgil donati on drums and he's got tony McAlpine on keyboards and on it's like keyboards this, oh yeah dude like that's the thing it's like whoa dude yeah. <laughs> here's you know i know how bad steve i is dude fucking tony McAlpine's his keyboard player fucking hell man um and i mean he comes out with the guitar every once in a while but mostly he's on the keys so that's like a little virtuoso clinic right there yeah and Virgil Donati is one of those fucking guys. I, I, I know he's done stuff with Derek Sheranian and stuff like that. And he's had different like instrumental super groups, but not, I don't think anything that's really like career spanning or anything like that. But right. Um, one guy I'm going to is an honorable mention. I've got about five honorable mentions here, man. I, I knew no, um, I actually didn't write down Alex Pelletier. Oh, from despised. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. 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 I was just looking at my notes. I'm like, why well, I didn't write him down. Um, but I mean, fuck, man, that fucking guy is incredible. And then um, just because like I've seen him, I saw the guy live do back to back sets similar to a guy on my list. And it's uh, Gabe Sieber from the Kennedy Vale. And he also does live drums for Decrepit Birth. And the guy is fucking awesome, dude. Like, uh, I can't remember if it's him or not. Give me Man. give me one sec. I almost don't want to fucking say it, but 
maybe someone could fucking hit us up, dude, if 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 they know who it is, if it's not Gabe Sieber. But there was a fucking guy. I'm pretty sure it was at that fucking show. Uh, was introduced to me as this fucking dude who was trying to get a shoe deal. He was a drummer that was trying to get a shoe deal, which fucking makes total sense. Um, in fact, I don't know why more drummers don't have shoe deals other than they can't get them. Um, but he's trying to get a shoe deal. The shoe company said no, so he put up a video of him playing like some fucking crazy shit in like fucking 280 beats per minute in high heels. Which guy was this? I'm pretty sure it was Gabe Sieber, dude, but it, it might have been someone else. If I'm wrong, fucking someone fucking email me or fucking Instagram DM, dude, let us know. Because somebody I'm, else just got a shoe deal too and made a big thing about it. But I, it was like, oh, a I'm thing sure the that, I, that should be a big thing for drummers. Yeah. I mean, they all get stick deals. They all get obviously drum deals, but why aren't they getting shoe deals? And I, I got to think it's only because the shoe companies aren't doing it. I suppose I just I'm trying to remember who it was that I saw because it was the big thing that he posted on all of his shit I mean that's what you want to do it's an endorsement deal you want to show up yeah. for endorsements right I'm just bummed because it was fresh the other day that I'm like I'm gonna remember that and I forgot yeah I, I'm pretty sure it was Gabe Sieber that he, he didn't get the shoe deal so he put up this fucking video of him playing just fucking fast as fuck in these high heels and just like well fuck your shoes or some shit like that i don't know maybe it's urban legend i don't know i i just heard it at that show that i went to and and i thought that's a pretty funny story whether it's him or not fucking it definitely fits this episode so oh for sure that's just like when i don't know that this is so much a thing now at least in cd booklets you know people that are really 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 pro will put their shit up for everybody to see on their websites or their Instagram. In this case, all those dudes I talked about on Twitch will have all their endorsements at the bottom of their screen or whatever. Did you ever go and like really study up on the endorsements that all the instrument or, you know, all the players had on albums back in the day, if they presented them? Oh yeah. I always looked at that sort of thing. Um, I even looked into some of that stuff. One thing I thought was pretty cool was uh, at any given time, you can say you endorse whatever the fuck you want okay yeah okay because so you can endorse anything you want but do they endorse you back right that's the big thing so yeah when people put up a lot of times because they, they would say like we endorse the following and it's like well wait a minute are you endorsing them or are they endorsing you now when i was younger i didn't understand the difference so i was just like oh my god they're using you know this cabinet and this guitar and you know blah 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 and i'm looking up all these companies i'm just like fuck yeah you know because like by that time i played prior to that and really didn't give a fuck what endorsements you had i didn't even know what the fuck tama was like right yeah. but i mean yeah if i found that out like you can yeah you you could fucking say you endorse whatever you want but i mean it really doesn't do you any good i mean basically what you're doing is you're just telling people like this is the shit i use it doesn't really do you any fucking good because there's some companies that don't endorse anybody yeah, that's true too. You no, know, they just don't do it. Like, or or they do endorse you, but they don't give you anything for it. You know, and then it's like, well, what the fuck's the point of that? Like, yeah, you know, and then I it mean, comes down to how much am I going to advertise for this company? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know who's really good and interesting about the inside baseball on that is I think we mentioned him last time is Craig from Straight from the Path. His his podcast, The Downbeat, he gets into the, all the nitty gritty with all the different companies and like how there's little. I don't know about wars, but certainly kind of stink eye between some of the companies and how this one's good, this one's bad, what it takes to get a deal, what it, you know, what right. having a deal 
entails as a player uh, in different countries. It's it's interesting. Um, and one guy that I don't think came up on either of our lists, maybe I don't remember, but R.I.P. Vinnie Paul. I remember getting right. vulgar display of power. I think it is, and it's all here's all my shit, and I was just like. Man, he is listing stuff I did not even think of. One of them was the shoes. Other was gloves. Gloves, yeah, because he, he was a glove. He was a glove guy for sure. Yeah, and I mean we're discounting all the guys that prefer to uh, play in like socks or no shoes at all, right? Let alone that. Or or if you're Gene Hoagland, cowboy boots. I don't know if that's still the case or not, dude. But just the idea of him using, you know, bulky, gnarly, stiff cowboy boots and being able to do the shit he does. I mean, I think the stiffness. I don't think the weight. I mean, cowboy boots don't have to weigh that much. Yeah, I I just but assume stiffness would be a factor. I would think. Yeah, like like, and maybe that's part of his technique. Is just like it's an enhancement thing. I just knew I guys. I'll, everybody I knew was like wrestling shoes. Oh, you know, okay. They, they're just. They're really light, and they just have that really flat bottom. Yeah, but because of how much of your body you're using for that, you got to be way more ergonomic with your playing than other guys would. I mean, there's stuff you have to do with vocals to really get the most out of your your body. Same with guitar players, although, again, you're usually focusing just on your hands and your arms or whatever, right? But, like, the crazy ambidextrous nature of drummers and the stuff they have to do to do the things that they do, again, hats off. You know, what's the oh, yeah, story sure. of the uh, old drummer of Bad Religion? He had to quit because, like, he pinched a nerve and he couldn't raise his arm above a certain height anymore, so he couldn't hit cymbals or whatever. That's crazy, man. Even wow. even the stories about people losing their limbs, a la dude from Def Leppard missing an arm, and yeah. then Andy from The Ghost Inside losing a leg and then finding a way around that, like, some resilient people in that field. It's It's wild, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. But uh, so, did you get through the rest of all your uh, honorable mentions? No. Uh, what's a What's a couple for you? So I'm having to really make my decision here now because of you know I still haven't really decided who I want to put in five, and I'm looking at the same names as I've been <laughs> for days because I'm really sitting here going, "Is there somebody I'm forgetting, dude?" Like. Guys that didn't even make my honorable mentions. Naveen from now Entheos prior to that. Um, animosity, Animals as Leaders. <laughs> Dude's a fucking maniac. Yeah, Flesh Rot, if that's even still a thing. Um, God, there's got to be more I can't think of. But okay. There's so, guys like, I mean, there's some guys like uh, Dominator from fucking Dark Funeral. Yeah, yeah. Like that dude was fucking awesome, dude. Like, yeah. and he's not the original guy or anything like that. I think he only played on a couple albums. Right. But God, he was fucking awesome, dude. Like, yeah. I love okay. that fucking I'm, dude. I'm really having my Sophie's Choice moment here looking at these fucking names. One guy I don't think gets enough of a shout out is John Merriman from Cephalic Carnage, dude. That guy is insanely sick. I, that whole band doesn't get enough of a shout out. Well, let alone their ability as individual players, dude. They're, they're, victim to their own absence i mean they don't do anything that's true too yeah. you know it's like it's it's one thing to be someone like fiona apple and put out fucking what five albums in 25 years or some shit like that and all of them just kill it yeah it's another thing i mean look at the kind of stuff she's playing i mean it's way more popular she was huge at one point i mean honestly if she hadn't got that huge up the first one no one would care right but i mean 
Dude, Sephalic Carnage. I mean, you're talking about a very small portion of the metal community anyway, and then you're mm-hmm. not going to put anything out for fucking 10 years, 15 years. Like, dude, yeah. how would anybody, of course you're going to be forgotten. Yeah. You know, I mean, only the hardcores are going to bring you up, dude. But yeah, that guy was, the whole fucking band, yeah, they're great. Um, yeah. One guy, just really didn't look up his name. I just thought of it now because you said Sephalic Carnage, dude. The fucking kid from Job for a Cowboy. The current guy? Well, I mean, most I don't know how many guy? guys there are. Like the guy that's on Ruination and Demonocracy. Let me have a look. I'm trying to figure out if that's like, who I'm fuck, thinking of. Dude, that fucking dude is. Oh man, really fucking good. I, I you know, and I don't know. Yep. John Charn, dude. Okay, so good. I wanted somebody to bring him up because I have been listening to almost nothing except that Umbra Vitae album, and he's the drummer. Oh, nice! Yeah, and I've so, only heard the one. I've only heard the one song that they really I haven't listened to the full album of that. But I really like that one song. So I think the two after that are my favorite. Like, like the one after that, Blood Blossom, is real nasty in the best way possible. But okay, so guy's resume. Aside from that, I think the thing he's most known for is being in Job for a Cowboy. But he's also been in um, again. I said Umbravita. You remember? You remember um, Austrian Death Machine? That was, oh yeah, that was the first time I'd seen him. Was was with them, but uh, he also filled in for the Red Cord. That's how he got hooked up with the position in Umbravide. He also filled in for Behemoth. He filled in for thirteen forty nine, dude. Like that guy is a certifiable beast. It's it's crazy. I guess he's not in job for a cowboy anymore. That's a bummer. Then again, they're uh, not really a band right now, right? Right. I mean, uh, Behemoth drummer. I mean, I don't. I don't know if it's the same guy the whole time. I don't listen to Behemoth enough to like really tell you much about the drums. Yeah. No, he's sick though. He's on all the top 10 lists of gnarliest drummers and whatnot. Huh. Yeah. But the craziest thing is with all that technical ability that, you know, resume of all the things that he's done, all those extreme bands I just mentioned, the bandy that, that he's in right now, his main band is Uncle Acid and the Deadbeats, which is a complete 180 from all that. It's crazy. Hmm. Having said that, I'm sure he kills it. I, I do enjoy that band. It's just so different from everything else up to that point. You know? Well, that's like, I mean, that's like Alex Golnick, you know, fuck go, you know, does Testament, and then he had that. Alex ah, Golnick fuck. Trio? Yeah, and he had another one. Oh, yeah? It was the Alex Golnick Trio, and I thought he had another one that had, like, an actual name, but it was, like, another jazz a jazz thing or whatever. And now you got me curious. Let's see but, if I know, can whip it up. pretty accomplished fucking jazz guy, so... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of that stuff, too. I enjoyed the hell out of those Alex Skolnick trio uh, records, by the way. Yeah, uh, pretty good. Yeah, he's also in Metal Allegiance and... Oh, he did, he did Trans-Siberian Orchestra. I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Who else do I got on honorable mentions? I got to say, I don't even think he would have cracked it, but I do have to give Flo from Cryptopsy his points. I just think if we're talking that insanely hyper fast drumming, John from uh, Cephalic still has my heart as far as that goes. But still, shout out to Flo. He's awesome. Okay, so here's where I'm really going to be making my decisions. I got three more names. One of them's going to end up in that five spot. So, <laughs> fuck, man. Okay. I'll go through a couple so we can see if we can weed them out. Okay, yeah. Um, Dirk Verburen. Okay. I know that for the majority of his stuff, it wasn't super extreme. Yeah. 
But fucking the stuff he did with Scarf, man, was pretty fucking Scarf aborted. And now he's stuff, got bent seat. Now, yeah, the stuff with aborted, like that one's kind of weird because it's, he only recorded an EP with him, mm-hmm. and he did it for free. Story goes, it's not a story. It's straight from straight from fucking Spencho off of Vox and Hops, man. Fucking Spencho fires the entire fucking band. He's pretty much ready to pack it in. He's like, fuck it. And then Dirk Birbirin says, fuck that. Don't do it. You know, and basically tells him, let's get some more fucking people. I'll go in. I'll do the drums for free. Let's get you back on. And he did the drums for him for free. And then as far as I know, Bedin went in and redid it when they did the global flatline, like the actual fucking album. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the Scarf stuff, man. Like, and I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of the stuff with soil work is pretty fucking righteous, but oh yeah, I, I just always like the way you fucking play. Yeah. Ben C dude. Fuck man. That shit is so fucking good. So just for shits and giggles, I'm looking up his uh, previous accomplishments right now. He did something with a band called seven circle. We already talked about aborted some anon anatomy of Devin Townsend headline. I'm skipping ones at this point. Cause there's too many one main mirror. I wonder if that's still a band or not. We already mentioned soil work. He was on World Dane's solo album. And those are just the bands he was a part of or did session work for. Currently, he's in Abysmal Vortex or Abyssal Vortex. Okay, Bent C, Blood from the Soul. Oh, that's right. Uh, Cadaver, which is awesome old school oh, death yeah. metal. That's actually him playing all the instruments. Is it? I think he's singing too. I think there's like one other dude, but I think a majority of it is is him. And then the other guy yeah. is whatever. Uh, yeah, Scarb. Scarb is still a band? All right. I'm leaving out so many. He's in too many fucking bands. Oh, Tronos. Tronos is sick, too, if you haven't heard that. That's another grind band. Or no, that's a different band I'm thinking of. No, but it is. All right, whatever. Tronos is cool. And it also has Shane from Napalm Death because, of course, he's in a million different bands, too. But, yeah, dude, Dirk is the fucking man. I'll go ahead and say he's my number five. Fuck it. We just, we just lewed that up, put it in pretty well. <laughs> so, in that case... Saying all that, I will say my other honorable mentions then are Pete Sandoval because fucking duh. And uh, he's, he's, he made my honorable mention also. Yeah. He was and, Pete was the first dude I ever really heard. Well, that's not entirely true. Pete but Pete was the first drums I fucking heard that like really that really grabbed me and said, like, wow, this dude's really playing fast. Yeah, dude. The the consistency you know? and the and the steadiness of the double bass. I'd heard double bass yeah. before that, but like not not the way he did it. And like he wasn't the first guy in Morbid Angel. Before that you had Mike Browning who was also doing the vocals. And um there might have been some guys between Mike Browning and Pete Sandoval, I'm not sure. But like, dude, he is regardless of who's in Morbid Angel right now, he is the Morbid Angel drummer of all time, you know? And shout out Tim Young, and I don't remember who the current guy is. He's good, but like Steve Fuller, yeah, okay, is the current guy. Yeah, but like all the stories about how he just like wouldn't leave the practice room till he was where he wanted to be, and like they found him passed out at times. Like, like he just total dedication to his craft, and he even admitted that he couldn't. You know, he wasn't as consistent or fast as he used to be. Uh, well, no, plus terrorizer i mean well i was gonna say he's still in terrorizer he's the only forget or, about it uh, yeah he's still you know? the only original member like so he's still kicking ass i wish i would have seen that with um nile when they played brick not too long ago uh hopefully another time but yeah so shout out pete sandoval still killing it and yeah okay so my 
final one, and I was really struggling with plus with I love plus him. with Pete Sandoval, dude. Like he also had a lot of off time shit that he did, and it was all this stuff I'd never, I just never heard. Like Mazurkowitz, Mazurkowitz didn't do stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, Mike Smith didn't do stuff like that. He, he had the speed, he had the brutality of those guys, but he also threw in this, had this other element of, you know, just these weird little fucking cymbal hits in a weird spot and weird drum patterns yeah, that really fit. Work. Yeah, that really fit Morbid Angel's style. Absolutely. Like really well. Yeah. So shout out fucking Pete, dude. So but the last one I'm going to put on here is Richard Christie, just because that is another unsung character. And it's funny to think he's known more now as the weird prank phone call guy on Howard Stern than he is for being a drummer, you know? But like if you hear some oh, yeah. of the shit he was doing, it's just like insane, dude. Let alone his work with Death and then Control Denied, all the stuff he did with Ice to Earth after that. And then you also have uh, his current thing if that's even still a thing, Charred Walls of the Damned, his project for all intents and purposes, or purposes you know? like Yeah, I don't know if they're still doing stuff, but I mean, yeah, he's he's a really good drummer too. I mean. Yeah. And he's underrated as hell, and he just seems like a nice guy. He just seems like a, a quiet, kind of smiley guy all the time. Oh, he was also in Harold and Kumar too, for all that's worth. Really? Yeah. Huh. He, yeah, he plays a KKK guy. That's 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 grand. <laughs> but um, yeah, shout out. It, it really breaks my heart that I couldn't put anybody from Napalm on there. But as much as I love Napalm, it's like who the fuck are their drummers? I get Mitch Harris. Okay, so the first one, yeah, Mitch Harris was second. And the original guy was Miles Ratledge, but that was before Napalm was really Napalm. Back before that, Napalm was just like an anarcho punk band, just like all the others. It was when Mitch Harris and Justin uh, Broderick joined is when they really became Napalm Death. But like, yeah. all they really did was cultivate the blast beat from word. That's the thing is like people talk about blast beats. There's no real one like thing you can point to and say that's where it started. It just kind of the baton got passed a lot until it's kind of got to where it is now. But like, it kind of got cultivated with that. But even then, he wasn't the best at it because then you got Danny Herrera, who's been in the band for 30 years now, and he did it even better. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah, yeah. is that Raymond's brother? No, wouldn't that be so? I always wondered that too. Well, it's like, I was, yeah, well, on doesn't Harmony, Raymond have a brother that plays? Probably. I, and I they're both he, from LA, so who knows? Um, ah, well, okay, fine. They're brothers to me. Fair enough. I, I love those because <laughs> you know what else was the trip? Harmony Corruption. Uh, they lose Bill Steer on, on guitar. So they get two guitarists one Jesse Pintado, RIP, also from Terrorizer. Yes. And then the other one is Mick or Mitch Harris. No, okay, so that's what it is. Mick Harris is was the drummer, and Mitch Harris was the uh, guitar player, who can't be with them right now for unfortunate reasons. Uh, but like one was English and one was from Nevada, so it was just pure coincidence. You know what I mean? Um, so wild. Oh right, sorry. Yeah, it was, no, it I, was Mick Harris. Yeah, I was with it was you. Mick Harris, who yeah. I was thinking of. Yeah. Yeah, but like the crazy thing about about Mick Harris is also if you watched how he did it, he was frantic and like he was using his whole body to the point where he was getting like stiff and stuff. So you can tell which drummer's which pretty easily because their styles are so different. Because Danny Herrera is all just like okay, his core com remains completely still, and then it's the limbs doing all the work. It's it's a completely different style, you know. 
Um, right. So as much as I wouldn't have any of them as like individual players, I would say shout out Napalm for kind of bringing everybody up to the speed the where we are now. And then everybody else kind of took that baton and did something with it different, including my number one, which we'll get to later. But um, yeah, so shout out for laying the blueprint. Having said all that, I just said my number five with, with Dirk. You want to get into yours? Yeah, I got a couple of shout outs. So, oh, right on. so you know, one of the one of the guys is in my honorable mention, but I'm just going to shout out three Nile drummers that are all fucking legend dudes. Sweet. Like all of them. Yeah. Tony Lariano. Yeah. Um, Derek Roddy. Yeah, I, he, he popped in my mind too. Roddy did a lot of different things. And then George Colias. Fucking. Which I didn't realize that he's still with them. I didn't realize that until I looked it up. Yeah, it's actually Dallas Toler, Toler Wade that left. Uh, right. Bass player, I think. Yeah. Um, and I think probably one of the lead guys. They're, they're one that just, they don't really have like a lead singer. Yeah. Um, it's kind of by committee, but. But yeah, dude, George Colias is like fucking man. He's been with them for a while, dude, and he is fucking amazing, dude. Like, god damn it! Since two thousand four, apparently, I would say that's yeah. the majority of their career. Is Tony Lorenzo oh, yeah. even associated with like a single band, or is he just one of those guys that hops back and forth like so many others that might get named, you know, pretty soon? Who who'd you say? Uh, Tony Loreno, Loriano, whatever it is. Like, oh, like this, um, yeah, he. You know, I don't think he, I mean, if you, if you could run his list, it's like Dimu Borgir, Nile, Angel Corpse, Malevolent Creation, God Dethrone, Acheron, Aurora Borealis, Belphegor, Nocmistium, 1349, mm-hmm. Bruheria. He's yeah. just kind of a one album kind of guy. Yeah, dude. It's like, it's you know? like, uh, uh, I, like, I don't know what his deal is, but. I kind of want to hold on to what I was just about <laughs> to say in case some of these guys pop up because there are a lot of guys that I feel like you don't see this with anybody but drummers where it's just like, okay, maybe a tour, but the band, maybe, you know, a, an album, maybe a string of albums, but like their career is very, very sporadic, you know, as opposed to some guys that might have a lot of projects, but they'll stay with those same projects for a long time. Oh yeah. See with death metal drummers, man, like, I mean with drummers period, but with, especially with death metal drummers, there's only so many dudes that could play that stuff. So, you know, and a lot of these guys don't, you know, especially a lot of these projects, I mean, they don't tour. So it's like, yeah. well, if I'm not recording for another project and I already got done with this project and this band needs a drummer to go out on tour, like I'll just fucking go. Yeah. You know, Same. but I mean, Derek Roddy's like, you know, like Aurora Borealis, which is kind of how I learned to like, you know, found out who he was, mm-hmm. was, aurora borealis and then there was you know he did in cold blood with malevolent creation and then black seeds of vengeance with nile he did the first two hate eternal albums which are two of my favorite of that's theirs. how i first heard oh, of him yeah he dude, did stuff fucking... with um today is the day for a hot minute i don't know yeah. what he does now today is the day was one album yeah. you know uh i mean he's got stuff like gothic outcast divine empire deboning method with creature council of the fallen serpents rise like he's got all these kind of unknown projects or whatever, but I mean, I don't know. He, he just, he always fucking was just like kind of a name. I already always remembered and a, you know, someone I always kind of looked at, 
But I mean, George Kalias is like, I mean, fuck, he's been with Niall for quite a while. Niall, quite a while. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's the guy is just fucking ridiculously good. Oh yeah, uh, another guy in my opinion that's unsung. I feel like that's kind of the case with Niall. Is it's like always at the top of a lot of people's lists, but a lot of other names come to other people more. I don't know. You know, it's weird for me for Niall. Actually, you know, what? I'll save that for a Niall episode. Fair enough. Um, I have one more, but you know what? I'm gonna wait because I'm pretty sure he's in your list. So, uh, if he's not, if he's not in your list, I'll bring him up later. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's why I'm holding off on. I because I got <laughs> one. I don't even know if he'll be on your list, but just in case, I'm holding off because he applies directly to what we're talking about. And again, right, there's probably cool. others I'm forgetting, so we'll see. Uh, on that note, your number five. My number five is Nick Barker. Okay, that's another one that I thought about too. Um, Ooh, actually, weird because I guess there's another artist like there's a like a pop guy that goes by Nick Barker, so now he goes by Nicholas Barker. Yeah, there's because there's also a Thomas Lindbergh from uh, that's a <laughs> pop producer for I'm at the from uh, Britney Spears too, and oh, I think really? they yeah, and I think the name spelled <laughs> the same way. So he's 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 made little jokes about that, you know. Uh, yeah, dude. So so. I first found out about Nick Barker from the first two Cradle of Filth albums. So he actually plays on the first one, two, three, four, five. Um, but well, actually, okay, one song, "Funeral in Carpathia" from the fifth one from the Cradle to Enslave. But he played on "Principle of Evil," "Evil Made Flesh," "The Empire," or "Dark Fairy Tales," and "Phallus Steen," "Dusk in Her Embrace," which is fucking an amazing album mm -hmm. and cruelty and the beast. So yeah, obviously it's like, and it's kind of weird because right at the, I mean, literally at the exact same time I borrowed, I think all four of those. And I borrowed puritanical euphoric misanthropia Demu Borgir uh, from my singer. And when I first heard those two, that was the first real, that's the first black metal I ever heard. Hmm. And I was like, damn, like this shit is fucking awesome. And it tripped me out. It was the same fucking drummer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I wonder if there was any overlap between those periods with Demu and Cradle or if it was like, no, because cruel, Cruelty and the Beast, like the Cradle Phil stuff's much earlier. Right. Like it's, it's 94, 96, and then 98. And then Puritanical Euphoric Misanthropia is 2001. You know, but then like, I mean, you know, I didn't know he was on the first Lockup album. Yeah, he only just recently left Lockup. Which yeah, he's on more. fucking all their shit up to fucking 2017. Yeah. And Lockup is just fucking crazy fucking grind. He's an old man's child with Galder from fucking Demi Borgir. He's yeah. on the, I think it's the second album, In Defiance of Existence. He's on that one. He's, uh, and, you know, and then he's got a couple other fucking projects, but he's done... Like like my honorable mention that I think is in your list, he's done a ton of live stuff. You know, like yeah, with other yeah. Bands. He's filled in for a lot of people. But here's another cool thing about Nick Barker. He's also in a couple bands. Uh, there's this one called, I'm trying to look it up now. I think it's Leaves Eyes. Yes. And it's the former singer of Theater of Tragedy and the entire lineup uh, from Atrocity. Okay, yeah. But it's like this weird, like, symphonic metal stuff pretty yeah, fucking cool that the whole thing really is its own world man like yeah and then he's be... also in gall and king of hell 
which yeah. is weird because that's actually the other Gorgoroth. <laughs> yeah, I was getting well, back when there were actual two by name Gorgoroths. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's like, wait, what? What's happening yeah. right now? But what I think you would appreciate is he is the drummer for Budoheria. Last time I saw them, he was the drummer. In fact, uh, that whole lineup for that for the, the last time I saw them was Lockup, but with the vocalist for Budoheria instead of uh, nice. Thomas Lindbergh. Yeah. And I don't even yeah. think Thomas Lindbergh's the singer anymore. I think it's Kevin Sharp from um, Brutal Truth. Like, that's a thing that's gone through numerous changes throughout the years. I just oh, saw yeah. the new drummer of Lock Up is Adam Jarvis from Pig Destroyer. So Nice. I'll there. tell you what. You want some good fucking grind? Go listen to fucking Lock Up, man. That shit is fucking awesome, dude. Yeah, man. I'm I mean, not like, the biggest grind guy ever, yeah. but I do love me some grindcore. It's like... When people talk about grind, they ask me what it is. I say, like, the first half of Scum from Napalm is the purest example. But if you're talking, like, modern grind, lockup's a pretty good way to go. And Nazem. Shout out Nazem. Because everything else kind of, there's, like, variations on it. Like, you know, Carcass gets brought up a lot. But it was only for that first album. And then it got way different after that. And even Napalm became a completely different beast after that. But, yeah, man. Yeah, to me, that's... Two that people save a lot of times for grindcore. It's pretty clear they don't really know what they're talking about. I, well, they don't yeah. really know what grind is. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they always say carcass. They always say napalm death. It's like, okay, dude, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of people mistake it with fucking, like, Norma Jean and stuff like that. It's like, no, I, it's, yeah. In fact, I'll give you at least the top three grind bands. Okay. Uh, a little bonus here. Bonus I list. Like I like it. <laughs> Oh, dude, easily Langshay is number one. Oh, fair enough. Langshay right. is fucking sick. You know, and I mean, yeah, it's Fancho, but whatever. He's only doing backups technically, and I think he plays drums in that one. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Langshay, and then fucking Lockup is number two. Mm-hmm. And I mean, look at the fucking lineup. Yeah. No, I mean, that's sure. the fucking who's who. Like, it's to me, it's a super group. It's like, holy fuck. Yeah. You know, and, and then uh, fucking Nazem. Yep. Rest in peace, fucking Miesko, dude. You know, and then fucking, I'll give you another one, Pig Destroyer. Yeah, Fucking absolutely. Power in the Yard is one of the greatest grind albums ever. Yeah. And I'm not sure on a fifth, but I'll fucking figure it out. I was going to say, <laughs> if we could save that for another day, because my answer automatically, without thinking too much, is number one, Napalm, and then number two, everybody else. Um, nice. But that's, again, that's a cheat. Like, we'll, we'll get into that another day. Uh, <laughs> for speaking sure. in which, though. Did you see, because this was supposed to happen, they just postponed it till next year, but, uh, and it wasn't here. It was in Pennsylvania, go figure. Was, uh, they do, for Decibel Magazine, they do Beer and Metal Fest every year. And um, not this year. But this year was going to be the first night it was going to be Converge doing Jane Doe front to back. The second night it was going to be Napalm only playing songs from Utopia Banished and Harmony Corruption, which are actually my least favorite albums, but I know that's a lot of people's favorite. And then the third night was going to be Prowler in the Yard, front to back from Pig Destroyer. Fuck. Yeah, man. Wild. And nobody gets to see it this year because of Damn. the way things are. So, no matter. Uh, anything else you wanted to say on Nicholas Barker before moving on? Uh, no. What's your number four? My number four, we already brought him up once, Sean Reinhart. Fucking nice. human, dude. I mean, what else do you need? You know what I mean? Like, he took that bar and he put it so goddamn high that they had to stop playing the fucking human songs after he left. Like, insane, dude. 
let alone everything with Cynic, even though they stopped being extreme up to that point. But if you go back and listen to their old demos, they were on some shit that has not been touched since. <laughs> everything he did with Aeon Spoke, even the, the Portal demos, which got re-released later under the Cynic name. Um, and then Stuff he, he did with Sean Malone. Yeah, yeah, Gordian Knot. Gordian Knot. Yeah. Like, Fuck, dude. There were some treasures in there, man. And uh, before he passed away, he was with a Prague outfit. Uh, and I don't remember their name offhand, but he was doing session drums for some band. And I really wish I knew who that was because it sounded sick. It was like not right before he passed away, but it was like a ways before. And then he also did drums on a Gruesome's EP uh, that I don't remember what yes. it's called. But it was that, that was the whole trip as they were trying to mimic the pattern that Death went where they started super raw and brutal and then got proggy and like technical towards the end. So they full on got Sean Reinhardt for it. And they covered, I don't remember what song it was, but they covered a song off Leprosy and uh, it was fucking sick. Like still not really sure what happened to him, but it's a bummer. Huge void left behind. I'm not sure he had so much more ahead of him that we could only imagine about at this point. So I can't say it enough, dude. Fuck yeah, Sean Reinhardt. We got all the great stuff that he left behind music-wise to listen to to remember him by. Yeah, man. He was... I mean, I said it in the Death episode. That's probably my favorite album of theirs, dude. Like, fuck, man. I think for most a, a people... Lot of it's, the, a lot I mean, of it's him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, know? dude. We talked about this already on that episode, too, but the idea that when when it got remixed and remastered, you could actually hear more shit that he was doing that wasn't oh, able yeah. to get picked up on before, dude. He's machine. And he was only 19 at the time. Fucking madness, dude. Like, yeah, even crazier, dude. Yeah. Fucking, like, that shit. I mean, if there's any stat, you know, on that fucking, it's, it's that, dude. It's like, he was fucking 19 years old. It's like, are you fucking shitting me right now? Yeah, man talented motherfucker rest in peace uh how about your number four okay so my number four is solely like it's just one of the first dudes i ever heard not just ultra fucking fast like kind of all the time but he also did these bursts they were like blast bursts so it'd be like yeah those little control things oh Dude, it's fucking John Longstreth from fucking Origin. Nice. Ah, oh, fuck you. And again, since then, you know, you hear a lot of stuff like that. Well, you don't hear it a lot. It's it's kind of certain drummers do certain styles or whatever. You don't hear that a whole lot. But that was kind of a thing that he did, like, not quite often enough. I mean, enough for me to notice it be like, well, what the fuck? Like, it's one thing for it's another thing for yeah you're like oh dude what the fuck dude absolutely (laughs) oh it's fucking gnarly dude and i just fucking well i mean first things first it's like i just the first time i the first time i ever heard origin i mean that was right around the time i was here well you know what i'm gonna save that for an origin episode possibly if we do one but he wasn't just an origin. He was also an angel corpse. Okay. Have you ever listened to that? If I did, it was a lot. Uh, I mean, time it's ago. pretty good. It's, it's not the same as origin, though, right? No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's and it's kind of old-ish. Yeah, I, I was <laughs> gonna say it's it's much more. 
I don't want to say 80s, but possibly what you think of death metal as in the 80s as opposed to... It's kind of like, uh, I don't know what you call it. It's like, you know, I guess what you would call it now would be like, I guess, black and death. Okay. Like I, I could pick that up. I mean, it's the closest thing I could think of. You know, but... I mean, it's not like a. I don't know. It's 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 definitely not as techy, and I don't know about now. I mean, these are. I mean, he was on like fucking the the you know the first release that wasn't even on a label, and then he's on Hammer of Gods from '96, and then I think he's on the one from '98, which I think that one is actually on Spotify, and then all the other ones on Spotify I think are like all newer. You know, and it's, um, oh, well, I guess he was on one in 2001. So, you know, but all the newer stuff, I mean, it's not him. I was going to say, is he still in Origin? Yeah. Okay, because I haven't seen him in over a decade. So Yeah, and they actually, you know, they kind of changed up their style. So it kind of changed up, not really his d- drumming style, but definitely his drumming, his drum sound. Um, they kind of got away from the hyper drum machine, clicky, perfect sound, and kind of went more for like an organic drum sound. Right. Um, seems to work work for them because they didn't go so fucking far into it. Yeah, I. Uh, you know, I like, get, a, like some like, of those bands. Yeah, it looks like he would have been in the band when I saw him. I'm just looking up the rest of his shit. Apparently, he had a stint with Gore Guts. Oh, he filled in on the red cord too. Okay, oh yeah, Gorguts. Yeah, that was another one that he did. Yeah, Dim Mac. Else. Did you ever get into Dim Mac? I think I heard it, but I don't wouldn't say I got into it. But then there was something else. I thought was he Belfagor? Uh, did he not, do anything with Belfagor? I thought I'm there not, was someone else that I looked up that did stuff with Belfagor. I have no doubt because they're one of those bands that doesn't have a set drummer anymore. Yeah, right? so they're yeah. one of those guys that would exactly take on one of those free agent type people that we're kind of discussing huh i guess i don't give this guy enough props i i definitely like a lot of stuff i'm saying apparently he did an album with uh skinless good on him in fact that's how they got um oh my god i can't jason kaiser right okay Okay. like jason kaiser's their vocalist now and that's how they ended up you know he he knew kaiser from from uh skinless right yeah, apparently uh, Mr. Longstreth is still in Dim Mac. If p- people haven't heard Dim Mac, it's a, um, I don't know how to phrase it other than it's what some of the Ripping, Cord- or Ripping Corpse dudes did after Ripping Corpse, and it's not the same, but it's it's cool. I dig it. It's an interesting take. Uh, so fucking shout out John Longstreth. Anything else you want to add to that? No, pretty good. I mean, I would also like to say, man, if you're, listen to this and you're writing this shit down and you want to fucking learn how to play drums man i think all these dudes do clinics online so yeah no for sure <laughs> might want to look into that man they're yeah, all it, fucking great <laughs> it's funny because my next uh my next guy has his own dvd series and i'm sure he does a lot of stuff like they do fucking gene hoagland obviously <laughs> all righty that's the guy i was holding off <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. It, it was it was gonna happen it's just like you start off as a roadie for Slayer is your musical career. And then the first band that you're in is Dark Angel. And you could probably have like a little mini fucking Legion of fans just based on that. 
But like everything else he's going to do since then, dude, it's, it's borderline irresponsible. Like fucking hell. Oh, dude. It's like, if you look at 83 to fucking the present, the amount of fucking stuff he's done, yeah. all the stuff with Devin Towns and an old uh-huh. man's, uh, sorry, strapping young lad. He was on an old man, old yep. man's child album. Yep. 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 You know, I mean, a few albums of Testament, obviously mm-hmm. dark angel. Mm-hmm. Um, Death. But I mean, you know, yeah, the stuff, I mean, again, it's like Reiner. It's like there wasn't a lot of stuff with death. It's just the stuff that he did with death was like massively impactful. Yeah, it was like yeah. it was it was huge. Although almost anything anybody did with death is huge because there wasn't. There's there's only so much of it. Yeah, you know, and exactly. and and each person only had so much time with Chuck. Yeah, for you know, sure. So it's like you had to make it good, and then I mean, to me. And I can't, it fucking drives me nuts. It's not on fucking Spotify, but man, to me, it's like one of their fucking better albums, dude. Fear Factory, Mechanized, dude. Like, yeah, absolutely. Um, have you ever heard Pitch Black for- Forecast? It's actually no. really cool. I, it's not on Spotify anymore, so you got to go on YouTube. But fuck, man, that shit's really fucking cool, dude. I like that stuff. Yeah, it's, he's another guy that's just been involved in so many other things oh, that it's dude, hard tons to fucking of shit. keep track of. I'm not dude. even fucking naming like all this fucking one time shit. Zimmer's Hole, Meldrum, Anna Kid. You know, is he still doing um, Zimmer's Hole? As far as I know. And then, you know, there's like Memorane and Silencer mm-hmm. with a Y and fucking yeah, Viking yeah. and Bear McCreary, Godzilla King of Monster soundtrack or some shit. Like, I mean, he, yeah, the yeah, guy just does all kinds of shit, man. Yeah. And he's still kicking ass in Testament. Uh, oh, yeah. And then like Death Clock, he was the drummer the entire time where they're, they're still a figure not remains to be seen. They just played a festival for the first time in years. Like the, and the one time I saw Fair Factory on that lineup, he was easily the best part of it, dude. Like that raised the fucking bar quite a bit. It's a bummer things went the way they did, but that's how it goes sometimes with that. Oh, dude, come to a show in San Diego, man. Yeah, for sure. He might just be hanging out, dude. Yeah, I've met he's, him. He's actually at times. quite a few shows, man. <laughs> like, yeah, he's down chilling. here all the time. It was funny the first time I saw Devin Townsend solo in Ramona in 2010. He was in the crowd. It felt so weird seeing him. You know what I mean? <laughs> and then, like, seeing Devin on stage, I was like, whoa. Um, but, no, he's, like, the nicest guy in the world, and he's multi-talented. Again, he wears fucking cowboy boots. I don't know if that's the only case or not, but every time I've seen him, he was playing in cowboy boots. Um, he's got his own method. They call him the atomic clock because he can keep time perfectly without a metronome, so let alone what that must be, like, with one like yeah he's pretty gnarly dude the fucking man i had a hard time not putting him on my list just because he's so i mean he's just one of the ogs of extreme drums yeah he's prolific as hell too i'm just like how can i not (laughs) how can i not fucking have him on here but it's just like there's just some other guys i like they're playing a little bit better but i mean it's it's all from him i mean yeah that's just funny. I'm also looking at some like fill-in stuff he did. Apparently, he's still a fill-in guy for Anthrax. If Charlie Benanti can't make it, he uh, I forgot he did the death to uh, death to all shows when they got all the old death players back together. Oh uh, yeah, I That's forgot. Right. The only time I've seen Opeth, he was drumming because they were uh, Strapping Young Lad was on the same bill. He filled in for Unearth. I can't imagine what that must be like. That must be insane, dude. Uh, and then you have here of Phantasm no so that was um it was katon from hyrax was trying to get ron mcgovney to start playing music again 
after he split with Metallica and one of the drummers on the old demo was Gene, a very young Gene Hoagland. Uh, I don't even think he was technically part of that project. It didn't last very long, but just like to say, A, you were able to be a road crew dude for Slayer and then you got to play with a guy that was in Metallica, even if it was Ron McGovney, you know what I mean? Like, uh, fucking get on him. Long storied career and he's still killing it. Props Gene Hoagland, dude. Fuck yeah, going. dude. Like, fucking one of the first to, I mean, fuck, dude. I remember listening to Dark Angel and just like, holy fuck like who is this fucking guy <laughs> you know what's funny too is Devin townsend's doing his um his podcasts in addition to everything else he's doing to keep saying during all this and he's doing a bunch of insight on all these albums and he talks about that uh gene didn't actually like to do blast beats up to that point it was it was on that first album they oh my fucking god which is one of the gnarliest songs on that record on an already really gnarly record um Oh, Apparently yeah. they whipped that song up on the spot, and that was the first thing that Devin and uh, and Gene wrote together. That that wasn't like an already pre-made song, and it's just utter insanity, dude. And so that's like where his career in blasting started, and he's been keeping it up ever since. Crazy. Shout out Gene Hoagland. Yeah, he's he's one of those guys where it's like, before you can even finish the fucking term extreme drummer <laughs> you know he's gonna pop up in that yeah first it, people are already saying his fucking name yeah man uh i guess i'm curious to see who's in your top three now now that we're at this point so who's your number three so my number three is there solely just he's just so fucking technical it's not like he's the fastest guy but he's definitely got the speed don't get me wrong <clears throat> i mean at this point it's like they're all fast you know but uh, Hans Grossman. Hans Grossman. Okay. I was wondering if this was going to come up. Okay, cool, oh, cool, dude, cool. Necrophages, the two albums are two of my favorite fucking Tech Death albums. Not to mention he's on Obscura, Cosmogenesis, and Omnivium, mm-hmm. and Illegitimation. Yeah. Illegitim- illegitimation. Sorry. Big words. <laughs> those, those first two Obscura albums, though, are like two of my favorites. But then also, I, you know, and I just looked this up. I actually didn't know this. So uh, before we get into that, he's in Alkaloid, which is kind of like a super group, but it's not really dust stuff, but man, it's fucking really fucking like techie music nerd stuff, you know? For sure. And then I don't, I don't know if you've ever heard his like uh, his uh, solo stuff. I don't, I think he plays guitar. I, I have know. no idea. No, I didn't know I, I'm not sure. Stuff. I've looked it up before and it's hard to find any info on it, but then like, um, Oh, so he was on the 2018 Hate Eternal album. I don't remember which one it was, but I think it's the newest album. I guess I didn't and know I that. Mean, I see fuck, that too. dude. It's so fucking kick-ass. But the big thing I didn't know was this Christian Munzer. Munzner? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so here's the thing. I've, I've never known this guy's name. I, I, you know, and I've never looked up, like, Obscura stuff much. I just recently fucking found out that, like, I'd been listening to Obscura for fucking quite a while before I found out, like, Half of them are from Necrophages. Yeah. So Necrophages broke up. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of those, I think three of those dudes all ended up joining Obscura. And one of the guys is Christian Munzner. Yeah. And then he has like fucking three solo albums, like okay. all instrumental stuff. And it's fucking like him. I think he has, uh, well, he's got Hans Grossman on drums. I think on one of them, at least he has Steve DiGiorgio. And it's just like, 
it's unfair at that point, right? Dude, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, because like you, you, you know, uh, most of Obscura, everybody for, except the main dude in Obscura left, right? Yes, they. In fact, he he already announced that he's got uh, the uh, so. I think it's the original bass player. Oh yeah, who's okay. like this fucking you know a fucking fretless virtuoso guy, and then they just announced who the fuck uh, one of David the other guys Depold or something like that. Yeah, they just announced the drummer, and that fucking guy is like awesome as fuck, dude. Like, of course you have to be if you're gonna play in Obscura. Yeah. And then the guys that left Obscura, they already have a band. Yep, <laughs> that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love dude. that. So I'm really hoping like two really cool bands come out of this one because exactly. Uh, that's how it should be so yeah dude bahans dude like i mean the fucking technicality that this guy does i mean again it's tech death dude. it's not the heaviest fucking thing man it's kind of out there sometimes it's not the coolest fucking thing yeah but when you, you talk tech in, death it doesn't automatically mean brutal you know what i mean or no heavy. in fact it's it's a lot of it is not brutal at all even the guitar tones are not brutal like yeah. it's not Really, I mean, honestly, when you get down to it, probably the heaviest thing in most fucking tech death. Um, well, there's, I mean, there's some, but I mean, the really techie stuff, most probably the heaviest thing you're going to hear is the vocals. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I mean, that's usually what it's going to be. Now, there are some, oh, a yeah, uh, friend, of ours, friend of ours once told me, he's like, well, I mean, I, I just think all death metal is technical. <laughs> I'm like, well, uh, yeah, but then there's this whole other level. Yeah. You know, there's this there's this other level of of tech stuff that yeah. I, I mean, honestly, it's really hard for me to articulate. But if I fucking played for you this album versus this album, you will know immediately the difference between brutal death metal and technical death metal. Exactly. And everything you hear after that, it'll be so easy for you to figure out. Yeah. It's it's not fucking hard, man. It literally is. Not, it's it's nowhere near as heavy for the most part. But man, you can hear. All the instruments crystal clear. Those bass tones. And these guys are all the top when it comes to fucking talent at their instruments. Like it's crazy. Yeah. I Man, guess I forgot. A, he's a huge part of that. Yeah, I guess I forgot that he's in Blotted Science too. He did uh yeah, he did the one album, the animation of I can't remember the name. The animation of something. Yeah. He he did that album. I don't think he did the first ep i think that was a different drummer but <clears throat> well i remember when they first got announced it was technically he is he is considered still uh, yeah the drummer yeah they're just not really doing anything yeah it went chris adler and then it went to Derek roddy and then yeah. it went to Hans it's, yeah it's been him more or less ever since yeah but uh i also didn't know he plays drums in Triptychon now that's kind of cool great really? yeah that's a whole that's different thing cool. he's got a very active list still going in addition to his numerous credits already you know what i mean oh so yeah dude on him. oh yeah Fucking oh yeah he's out. got a he's got a progressive concepts for the modern metal drummer oh is that like his clinic oh, i mean like i said i mean almost all these guys at this point you know have some kind of like fucking you know uh dvd fucking you know youtube kind of clinic you know drum lessons and all that sort of thing i mean these like i said these are the top of the top when it comes to talented drummers yeah for sure you know just talent period yeah. i mean you just can't beat some of these guys i mean they're just incredible 
I guess on the topic of uh, necrophagist, I would also say shout out Marco Miniman, even though all he did was like tour with him for a little. Uh, but he's he's pretty sick too. And last oh, time man. I checked, he's a San Diego guy. I don't know if that's still the case or not. I'm gonna shout out a guy. I don't really like the band he's in right now. Um, actually, give me a number. Give me. Let's see. Let's go on to number two. I'm gonna look this guy up. I, I he just gets a shout out for sure. Yeah, for sure. I just was curious if, well, oh, he's in Lake Elsinore. Okay, whatever. Who's Same that? Same thing, Marco Miniman. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so my number two, I'm going with somebody that you never see or hear from ever again or nowadays. And wow, that's, a bummer. that's kind of fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, just like, I don't know. It's, I don't know what his deal is, but uh, I'm going with Raymond Herrera, dude, from Fear Factory. Formerly nice. of Fear Factory. Formerly of Brujeria. Formerly of Asesino. Uh, and that's the thing, dude. He didn't actually have that many different like names under his belt, but he had those names for a long time, you know. Well, not Asesino. That was that was when they were doing their own thing, and then he split right after that first album. But dude, that performance on that first album is so sick. Not to mention his pioneering fucking style with Fear Factory, dude. Double Bass got very much so redefined after. Not just Soul of a New Machine, obviously, but Demanufacture, dude. Like, oh man, those clicks. Yeah, man, and just the you know the key, the the rhythmic choices that have been copied and and you know put their own spin on so many times over since then. Like, dude is to put it very very much so in a pun fashion a machine. Anybody who's ever fucking heard it will never forget those fucking that click of the kick drums at the start of fucking demanufacture. Yeah, man. That's so awesome. And that, like, that was the fuck. best thing, dude was like, it was supposed to sound mechanical and crazy. Like yeah. That. It was, you know, it's and then it just became thing. the sound. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, just, no, everybody do that. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah. well, you want to know why dude? Is because like you could actually fucking really hear the kick drums. Yeah. And they weren't just a muddy mess. The faster you went. Yeah, exactly. You know, so, it, it was a really, it was a really good idea. Yeah. Oh, and, and, you know, and, and I don't know, I don't, I don't know if it was, you know, just part of like, Oh, well let's make it sound mechanical or if it was, you know, maybe there was some of it was like, you know, Hey man, we, as far as frequencies go, you know, here's a way we could have these be louder and not have them stepping all over everything, <laughs> you know? Yeah, for sure. And then you hear what he did with Brujeria, and he, it's like, you know, same deal with Dino, too. It's just like, let's take what we did with Fear Factory and make it fucking raw. Like, uh. I love the way Raza Odiata sounds, dude. Like, oh, yeah. It's that perfect, because the first one's way too raw, and then, and then uh, what is it, Brujerismo is too polished. It's like a fucking Fear Factory record in Spanish, and that Raza Odiata is like right in the bit you know it's like the perfect mix between the two um i fucking love that guitar tone too if you know i've said that before but i do um and so it's a bummer to see that he doesn't really do anything nowadays i know he's got like businesses that he tends to so i wonder like if he could even play half as well as that anymore i'd be i'd be curious uh and it's a bummer that fear factory is in the position they're in amongst other things but like I, I want to make sure he gets his due, dude, because he's still one of my favorites. And, like, he was a super nice guy when I talked to him, too, and he's tall as shit. It was like, 
you don't see a lot of really tall drummers like that, you know, because you figure stuff starts getting in the way after a while. Uh, maybe that's why he had such a big ass drum kit, but okay. <laughs> yeah, man. Shout out fucking Raymond Herrera. Uh, did you figure out what you wanted to say? Yeah. So the guy was gonna, uh, the guy was gonna shout out was Marco Pitrazella. Okay, that's another one of those names I always see. So he's like... currently the drummer for Six Feet Under. Okay. Um, which I'm not a huge fan of Six Feet Under anymore. Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I really like the first three albums, and then anomalous i don't know if you ever heard them they were i only knew them as a like a myspace kind of one-off thing but they're back with some more stuff okay but he uh he played for brain drill on both albums okay yeah yeah yeah. you want to talk about fucking fast dude yeah for sure um he played for vile for a little while played for vital remains for a bit he also played with the faceless for a while i was just gonna say the second time i saw the faceless he was the drummer Yep, and then he, yeah. I think he was on the newest Sleep Terror album, which when you want to talk about fucking, you know, <laughs> tech stuff, dude. Yeah. Shout out Luke Yeager. And then Neurogenic, which is basically like, you know, to me, it's Neurogenic is a fucking, I mean, they're fucking just straight brutal death, dude. Um, again, it's technical too. But it's brutal stuff, dude. And fucking, it's basically a super group of fucking brutal death. To me, most people probably haven't heard of the fucking guys. So it's like, well, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Marco, like Lord Mark, he goes by Lord Marco. And fuck, man, like he's another guy that I just, I, I kind of just know from uh, like YouTube channels and seeing him online and stuff of, just this these guys that i mean fuck dude they can just do anything and they do <laughs> they do do everything and like i said i mean a lot of it a lot of it is that um well so i guess this stuff with vile and vital remains was just like live stuff but still i mean uh yeah i didn't but like neuro that. neurogenic is um uh sorry it's the x abominable putridity okay um bass player it's marco on drums and then it's uh fuck what's it vlad melnick and he used to play in like fucking i guess he still plays in corpse flesh and then mateo bazanella is the vocalist and fucking i mean dude they are just fucking stupid good dude like if you want some really good fucking brutal death metal man and you haven't heard fucking neurogenic you definitely need to because they're just fucking awesome i guess i'll have to put that on the list uh speaking of guys that can do anything and do um casey howard is my number two and he is the first drummer i ever saw play just crazy crazy tech death drums I saw him at Brick by Brick, and I saw him at Jumping Turtle, and he played back-to-back sets. He played with Odious Mortem, and he played with Decrepit Birth. Mm, okay. And he's from, uh, I want to say L.A., but he's the kid that uh, took drum lessons from Bill Ray, uh, the jazz drummer down here in San Diego. Mm, okay. That a friend of mine, that's how I met a friend of mine, was we were... I was at Jumping Turtle, you know, watching this amazing fucking concert. 
um, I believe it was bloodletting three or four. And that was Deeds of Flesh, Odious Mortem, Decrepit Birth, Vile, and one other band. I can't remember. Um, amazing fucking show. But she was there taking pictures of Casey, who was Bill's student. Hmm. And we've been friends ever since. But um, no, the guy, <clears throat> the guy's hands, he's, he's super fucking fast. He, he fucking does a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know if he's ever won fastest feet. <clears throat> I don't know if people still care about that. I mean, I know Reno Kilrich won it for, yeah, won it one year. The and dude it was from just, like, um, just a ridiculous number. Yeah, the dude that used to be in uh, Through the Eyes of the Dead won it one year, and he has not been heard from since. As far as I right, know. right. Um, but I mean, the guy's hands. Like, I don't know if they ever had a contest, but fuck, man, he's just so quick with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Fuck, I almost want to say he lives in Encinitas now or something like that, like at, somewhere around here. But, I mean, now he plays guitar a lot. You know, he's got a – I think he's got a kid or something. and He doesn't really play play much anymore. Um, certainly not with Decrepit Birth. They had Samus do uh, – I think Samus Policelli did the, the drums for the newest album, and then they had Gabe Siever doing the live drums. But, fuck, for a little while there, fucking Casey was just – at the top for me as far as just technical as fuck <laughs> you know yeah, i mean sure. they they would do like these little fucking like oh especially odious mortem man like that shit was like it's almost just like a guitar solo <laughs> like the entire song is just a big guitar solo like they yeah. were one of those those tech bands from back you know early myspace tech bands where it was like you just don't repeat a riff ever uh, okay you know they were one of those you know, for a while there. And I mean, fuck dude, it was just like everybody, everything's just a big ass solo, but everybody knows where they're at. Everybody knows what they're doing and somehow they made it work. And it was so chaotic. And so like, just, I don't want to say in sync. Cause that's just a bad word nowadays, but <laughs> it, they're just all in sync. And it's just so crazy to watch that sort of thing happened live right in front of your face. And then to watch him play back-to-back sets. And, and I mean, both times, both times, I, you know, I, I think the first time I saw him at Brick by Brick, it was like Severed Savior, Decrepit Birth, Odious Mortem, and Carnivorous or something like that. And like, he played back-to-back sets on that night too. And I was just like, God damn, like he doesn't leave the stage. You know, he just, he sits there, has a fucking thing of water and, you know, it's like, okay, cool. I'm ready for the next set. And then he's just playing like the most fucking crazy, just fast technical shit. Like, you know, um, he's just been my favorite since then. He was the first fucking guy I've seen play like that. And he probably will always be my favorite for that. Fucking hey. Sounds fun. I, I was just looking at this guy's picture going, I've, I recognize this guy, but like, I don't recognize anything else he's done. All the only, yeah, you've, Decrepit and Odious Mortem are like the two main things he's known for. And then there's like maybe two session things. And then other than that, yeah. So consistency. Got to give him that. Friggin' A. Shout out Casey Howard, man. Number one. Already, man. I can't believe we're at this point. Um, I was going to say something and then I realized you still haven't done your number one. So I will still remain mum for the time being. So. Wait, what? I, there's one name that hasn't come up yet that I'm just like, huh, oh, I, I'm still I'm surprised this guy hasn't come up yet, and I don't know that he will. So we'll see. 
you know what's weird is I actually just thought of another guy. Speaking of, you feel like you're leaving people off, but yeah, well, let's let's see. So now number one, I'm going with Mike Smith. Fucking nice. Like you know, the guy I, I talked about. Napalm really brought the blast beat to the forefront. This you know, Mike Smith. That's his biggest influence is Napalm, and he made it his own. Really, everybody, a lot of people attribute the blast beat to Mike Smith. Certainly he made it what it blast. is now. Yeah, exactly. Just like everything else they did, they set the fucking gold standard that everybody's lived by since. And he had his hands on with the lyrics, all the music, all the aesthetic, you know, a lot of behind the scenes stuff. Um, to a point where I was biased for a really long time against anything he didn't play on with suffocation. Now I've eased up a lot more. That's why I think I was so resistant to pierced within or pierced from within for so long. And now I'm like, okay. I'm well, that's about the only thing, right? That and the newest one. Uh, and like there's an EP. Reading uh, the Spawn. Yeah, I think there's two albums. Um, I'm not sure, but yeah. like, like he's there for a majority one. of it. Uh, oh, aside, yeah. aside from the stuff in the middle, he was on everything up till um, Blood Oath, and then it's been I think it was Doug Colross on whatever came after that, and then uh, Eric Moratti, who I only just figured out is Steve Moratti from Obey the Braves, brother. So you got two gnarly drummers in the family. Um, but like you know, there's been a lot of turnover in recent years with Suffocation, but he was at the core for a long time. I don't even think he was the original drummer. Um, as far as I know, there are no more original members in Suffocation now, except for when Frank comes and does the guest stuff. But like Terrence, dude, he's not an original member. I, oh. I I only found that out recently too, when I was like, no shit. I never count that shit. I know, like, I know, I know. Yeah, I, I'm like, always whatever. I'm always the guy that tries to give people where they're due, but. Fuck them, dude. Anybody can start a band. Are you going to do anything with it? Probably not. Oh, well. Yeah. But wow, Mike dude, Smith, have you ever dude. typed in suffocation on Encyclopedia Metallum? Yeah, I, I, I got hit with that, too. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like, whoa. And a lot of one, them started two, around the three, same time. Four, five, six of them. Yeah. And it's not like it was a, spur- a you know, sporadic thing. A lot of them started around the same time. It's well. Oh my God, be? dude. That's fucking awesome. Oh, yeah. I haven't it, been on this site in forever, dude. That's all I've been using tonight. <laughs> like straight up. Like it bums me out how elitist they are, but like it is what it is. I, I like when they put Rorschach in there, they begrudgingly say, We count them because of their second album. It's, they're so butthurt. I love it. Um but yeah, dude, Mike Smith ever since then. Okay, so what really made him go to the top of my list, aside from obviously his awesome drum work, was watching that Roadrunner United DVD that came with the uh, album. Oh yeah. And just listening to him talk, that, that's when it really drilled home that like some of my favorite guys, even though I'm not a drummer or I couldn't even begin to contemplate a 20th of some of the things these guys do, is just the way they approach their instrument being the same as they approach life. Everything's with intent, you know, everything's super methodical. It's, it's a whole different mindset. And that carries over to other dudes that I've heard drummers like Craig from Straight From The Path and other guys like that, like drummers just have a gnarly mindset that is unique to them for, you know, in a lot of cases, not all of them, but, but like Mike Smith in particular, like he talks about that. Uh, did you ever watch that DVD back in whatever, two, 15 years ago? Well, yeah, I really like the part where he talks about like, if you, you got to get strong with your left hands so that you could, when you switch hands and go to the ride. Yeah. So it's the part, still powerful. Yeah. The part that sticks out to me is when he talks about people, he doesn't like people tapping when they blast. And so he's doing everything and he's like demonstrating it. 
go if you can't if you don't already have the dvd go on youtube and look up mike smith blaster or whatever or mike smith roadrunner united and um and just like like his demonstration of how like to get you know that precision in every hit and like make sure everyone's consistent and like that's when i realized there's differences between drummers of that class you know very specifically like dude, right. a machine and obviously i'm bummed that things didn't work out with suffocation but now and he's done stuff but uh between now and then but for a long time he's been with a band called voracious scourge and they're more of like an old school death metal band and then he's also got this other thing and it's one of those worldwide kind of similar to what you were talking about before with the all-star group thing where they're all spread out this this uh serbian guitar player guy created a band and he had mike smith on drums join who's in new york you also got steve DiGiorgio on bass based out of san francisco i don't know where the uh drummers from or the the vocalist is from but it's like one of those worldwide recording projects and it's called i really hope i'm not screwing this up synesis absorption something like that and that's way more you know kind of progressive forward thinking kind of death metal stuff it's pretty cool he also had one called fire for effect that i really liked but apparently that's not a thing anymore or at least he's not in him and that was kind of more you know, four on the floor, kind of bolt thrower, aim on a Marthy type death metal. And it was cool to hear his take on that. Uh, and he also has his death metal hip hop side project, Grim Real. And if you haven't heard that, it's a trip, man. <laughs> oh, I uh, bet. I mean, yeah, didn't he do stuff with like Necro too? Like, oh, I have no doubt. Yeah, it's pretty you know, sure. I mean, New he's, York guys. Yeah, he's, he's multi instrument type of guy. Yeah. Uh, uh, fucking. I, again, he was one I just I was like, "Fuck, man, I can't believe I'm not putting Mike Smith on my fucking list, man." Like, yeah, it's it's an abundance of riches. It's it's pretty gnarly, dude. I mean, also, he's probably the second. I mean, the second blasts I've ever heard was Mike Smith. Mm, okay. I mean, that, you know that kind of blast. I mean, obviously the first one was Palm Zerkowitz. So, right. Um, but I mean, he was the second, and it was just like you know pretty much right around the same time. And it's just like, fuck, how can I not? How do I not have him on there? But yeah some you know some people got to make the cut also shout out to him and frank and terrence's fucking gnarly gnarly long island accents i love those (laughs) it's just so funny it's it's part of the charm all right moment of truth what's your number one (laughs) moment of truth man it is not dave mcgraw it is ken bedeen from aborted okay Formerly of Abigail Williams, Abigail, Abigail. That's how Williams. they would say it on the East Coast, I'm sure. <laughs> Abigail. Abigail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but true. Yeah. I mean, I suppose you're right. Yeah, the guy, to me, the thing that makes him fucking stand out, I mean, obviously all these guys are fast. They're all technical. The thing that makes that gets me with him is how fucking groovy he is mm-hmm. with the stuff that he plays. Yeah. It's really kind of weird because for all intents and purposes aborted isn't just a death metal band yeah. they have a lot of fucking grind in them obviously with spencho but they also have a lot of fucking black metal in them and that's the guitar player right from what i gather now ken used to play with abigail williams i think it was their first album or second album i think first proper album yeah and i mean you could hear it there the guy's fucking awesome dude like can you just like this little fucking Long-haired, nerdy guy with glasses. Probably never know that he was a death metal drummer. Mm-hmm. 
But, I mean, fucking dude is a beast on the fucking drums, man. And, I mean, I'll tell you what. You want to fucking go from fucking this crazy-ass fucking blast beat into a fucking just a solid fucking wall of breakdown, dude? Like, Ken will get you there, dude. He'll get you there with some fucking flair, dude. Like, ah, uh, it's just so fucking awesome. And I got to see him live. I'm soaked on it. Because, I mean, most of the guys we've talked about, oddly enough for not going to very many death metal shows i mean i've seen quite a few of my favorites live so mm-hmm. um yeah it was really hard to choose between ken and and dave um it was really hard to to you know leave dave mcgraw too because i mean fuck you know he's like he's one of my favorites so, i mean there's a lot of guys i wanted to have on this list. yeah so so here's where <laughs> i've been going dude is i i'm surprised neither of us had kevin tally on well, dude, he didn't. He, he he's such a small sample size, dude. Like, I mean, he was on like the fucking most of the the dying fetus stuff he was on. I didn't like. I mean, all that real first that first shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't with them for very long, and then the stuff with Camara is like, I, it's not all extreme drumming. Yeah. Like, I think the thing that made him so good in with dying fetus was the fact that he knew when to play that fucking. He knew when to tone it down for those breakdowns. Right, yeah. Or yeah. those slams, if that's yeah. what you want to call them. Right. He knew how to play, like he knew when to put in regular drums. Mm-hmm. You know, and groovy drums. He knew when to do that. In a sense, Ken is the same style of drummer. Like he knows when to do that. You know, where you know, and, and I'm not saying any of them don't know when. I'm just saying most of them don't. I mean, a lot of like dude, Hans Grossman just doesn't play that kind of stuff. Right. You know, Nick Barker doesn't play that kind of stuff for the most part. And dude, Origin doesn't have a lot of those parts either. They don't have a lot of slammy shit. I mean, the most of the guys I grabbed were tech guys because they're just amazing to fucking watch. But but Kevin Talley wasn't like a techie kind of guy, but he was more like a he's more like a cross between like you know, someone like Ken Bedeen or even Dave McGraw, where they have like, you know, they play so many different fucking styles. Yeah. You know, even within the same songs. Yeah. He was, he was kind of more like that. Um, I mean, you know, and there was like, uh, I mean, I was trying to think of like fucking, you know, like all these other fucking dudes. And I was just like, God damn it. Like, I don't know. I mean, a lot of the fucking new, like, I, I mean, I would say, whoever from infinite annihilator but i don't even know if they actually have a drummer it could be a drum machine for all i know yeah i'm not sure either. oh i will say that dude from fucking rings of saturn but i don't think it's the same guy that we saw live no it's it's whatever uh it's apparently the guy uh fuck what's the guy that was in the faceless for a minute that we were talking about oh yeah he was on boxing hops huh was he it's it's because when I was looking up his resume, uh, he's the current drummer of um, Rings of Saturn. Is what's his fucking Marco Petruzio or whatever? Oh, Marco is. Yeah, yeah. Really? Think about how many fucking different members that band's had. You know what I mean? So who knows if that's even the case or not? But that's how he was listed. So amongst like twenty other things. So right. Who knows? Right. Yeah, I mean. Oh, fuck. See, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, <coughs> I was thinking about like, the guy from Ingested who I literally just, I mean, I think it's the last show I went to. 
and fuck man like he was just fucking awesome by me i can't really think of his name and i don't know yeah if there's anything that it's almost like we kind of had some of the issues that i had with the with our last drummer episode was like i love the band i love the stuff you're doing with the band but is it something that's really like stand out like you have to be in my top five yeah exactly you know what i mean and there's again there's a lot of these fucking dudes i mean the drummer from rivers of nile is fucking really good Mm -hmm. i mean you can almost like literally pick anybody from any fucking death metal band and i mean they're they're, you know it's probably going to be a good pick yeah pretty much you know i mean it's just it's just that kind of music dude yeah i I was struggling is it mike caputo uh from which one I think it's Mike Caputo from fucking is the drummer from Rings of Saturn. Yeah. Uh, Mike maybe. Caputo is his name. I thought it was what's his face. I just saw that. Who knows? There that band again has so many turnovers it's hard to tell. Yeah, they definitely have yeah, some I got, issues. <laughs> it's it's that I what I got listed here is that Lucas Mann guy who's pretty much the consistent member. It's Joel Amens. Yeah. I'm guessing that's probably not how you say his name. Ian Bear, who it says he's actually been there for a while. And then Marco Petruzella, yeah, is listed as the drummer currently. Maybe he's the recording guy. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Hold on. If I go live. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then the live guy is that my computer guy. Okay. Okay. And then again, if you look at the past member section, it's just like, it's the file cabinet and, uh, in the matrix that just goes on forever. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's like fucking, uh, the faceless. I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, it's really weird, but I mean, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, infant annihilator, like awesome fucking drums. I just don't know if it's an actual person and they don't really tour. So I, I'm not quite sure, man. Like, um, but yeah, I also, was with you on i felt like i was forgetting a lot of people which maybe you know listeners can fucking hit us up with some of these fucking guys man yeah there's got to be something i I almost thought about putting in there as a joke the drum machine from uh, mortician (laughs) yeah see how many people would get a kick out of that uh listed as the drummer of infinite annihilator aaron kitcher from black tongue wow i know that name so yeah i mean i just yeah i wonder if I wonder if he's the one that records it or I, I mean, it definitely fucking sounds like drum machine on there. I won't lie. And they're one of my favorite fucking bands. I fucking love infant annihilator. I, God, yeah, they're, they're so times. fucking awesome, but yeah, sounds like a drum machine, whatever. Yep. Again, you only have five spots. I mean, we can't pick all the drummers. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck. That was, that was the one I really struggled <laughs> with was beneath the massacre is everybody in that band is top notch. And that drummer is fucking sick. And I was bummed that they replaced him. Uh, and I was like, how do you top that guy? And the guy that got now is fucking good too. So apparently it's not that hard. And he's the same guy <laughs> in uh shadow of intent. I oh yeah. Yeah. I yeah, wish I could give that awesome. dude a shout out. Cause I don't remember his name, but that's what we got computers for. So. Oh, another shout out. I don't think he plays with the artist murder anymore, but the one dude. Oh Lee. Yeah. No, he's been out for yeah. a couple of years and the guy they got now is really good too. Shout he's out American. that guy. He wasn't very fast, but I liked his fills. Yeah, 
He had really cool fucking feels, dude. Yeah, Anthony really Barone. That. That's the guy I was thinking of that's in Benito. Oh, yes. In Shadow of Intent. Yes. And the original drummer is Justin, and I really don't want to butcher this, so I'll just say Justin R. <laughs> Chicken <Yeah>. shit. <laughs> French, French is not a strong suit for me at all. Uh, and just while we're here, let's get this out of the way. Sean Beeler is the current drummer of Thy Art is Murder. Uh, and he's sick. He's the only guy I've actually seen. I never got to see him with Lee. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. But uh, shout out to Lee Stanton. Yeah, the old, he was the original drummer. Uh, so shout out both of them. Again, lots of amazing Yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm just really quickly while you're naming that off, I'm just kind of cruising through some playlists I have just to see bands there's a lot of these bands it's like i love the drums but i don't know who the drummer is for sure yeah you know but i do listen. like i said i listen to a lot of stuff where it literally sounds like a drum machine you know and it's like unless i see something on fucking i mean again unless something really fucking stands out you know i mean and it's really weird with this kind of music man if it stands out it's probably gonna sound like a fucking drum machine yeah for sure. You know, as bad as that sucks to say, I mean, I don't want people to think that there's no soul in it, but it's like, fuck, dude, like, it is hard to fucking stand out. It's like, dude, name fucking 20 punk drummers. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they all kind of play the same thing. Like, yep. and it's, it's, it's that narrow, you know, for, for death metal. Now we said extreme metal and it's like, yeah, you know, maybe I could have taken a, guys like mario or chris adler out of that list and put them in this list yeah i but thought I mean, about the same Igor cavalera for sure but i mean at the same time it's like well you know i mean again it's like i mean i like for a while in flames had some of that kind of drumming i guess um yeah. but you know i never thought their drummer was you know super fucking awesome you yeah. know it's like it's like the death core bands too i mean i mean i could probably think of Alex Pelletier and maybe the, like I said, maybe the guy from Job for Cowboy, but you know, I mean, I guess <clears throat> the drummer from All Shall Perish. Um, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Yeah. That's anyway, yeah, yeah, you got album, the, the one with Wage Slaves and Eradication and mm -hmm. um, uh, <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm going to have to cut that fucking shit out because I cannot think of the fucking name. Something yeah. existence. The yeah. Price of Existence, price right? Of existence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that drummer's really good. I don't know if it's the same drummer on all of them, but he's a really good fucking drummer. But again, it wasn't like anything that was like, oh my God, it's like Winds of Plague, Art Cruz, fucking playing for Lamb of God now. But like, mm -hmm. you know, it was just, there was a lot of those bands too where it was just kind of like, oh, I mean, there's nothing really that's going to be like, it's like you listen to stuff, you're like, oh, okay, the drums are cool. You know, the yeah. whole band is awesome. But yeah. it's not like, wow, this drummer is just like crazy right now like yeah you know sean reiner's you know one of those guys where it's like yeah dude <laughs> you know you listen to human you're like holy fuck yeah that's you know, where especially I, back then yeah that's where i was coming from on this list is it's got to be like the standout most notable of notable guys you know what i mean yeah and it's i mean be honest with you man especially as a drummer it's really hard to do yeah it's <laughs> there's a lot to choose from so to speak well, then there's that. It's like, holy shit. 
which, you know, we'll have a fun time when we get to guitar players and bass players. I mean, I feel like bass players oh, yeah. are pretty easier to stand out than others. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, but guitar players, a lot of them, you know, it's kind of hard to stand out a little bit too. Uh, yeah. So, and, and again, there's so fucking many, dude. It's crazy. Yep. <laughs> is that Jack? Yeah. Of course it is. Hi, Jack. <laughs> I know that noise. It's funny because I could barely hear him because my headphones are on. Yeah, I, I can hear him. <laughs> <laughs> well, fucking hi, Jack. Right on, man. That is our episode on our top five favorite extreme drummers. Hit us up with your favorites. Uh, let us know some we might not be hip to, man. Maybe there's somebody, again, that we're just like, we don't know about yet. And maybe it would have taken a spot on the list. I doubt it, but it'd be fun to try. Um as always, folks, hit us up on the socials, Medalist Pod on Twitter, Medalist Podcast everywhere else. I'm at Yes It Is I David everywhere. Jason's at Jason Fitness on Instagram, but you can also find him on our pages. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Everybody, please take care of each other out there. It's still kind of weird right now. I'm hoping we'll see the light at the end of the tunnel somewhere. Uh, anything else you want to mention? No, that's about it. Always a good place to end. <laughs> Jesus, dude. I'm just like, nope. Yeah. That's clarification. Actually, it probably would have been better if I would have just went, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you just did. <laughs> now we're good. Thanks again for joining us, folks. We'll talk to you again real soon. Until then, eat your veggies. Fuck your prayers. See you then. Later.